Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and this is the Downtime Podcast where we're going to be taking you deeper than ever into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, we've got an awesome offer for you from We Are One Composites. I've ridden We Are One Composites wheels for many years and from the start I've been a huge fan of what they're doing and how they're doing it. The way that they've managed to strike a balance between wheels that are direct and really go where you put them but don't have a punishing ride feel is super impressive. Not only do they ride amazingly, they're also incredibly robust. In around six years of using their wheels I've broken one spoke in a freak accident where a rock flicked up and smashed into the wheel. Otherwise they've stayed tight and true with literally no maintenance. They're also made with a huge amount of love and care at their HQ in Kamloops in Canada. This year we've been lucky to have their new convergence wheels for the Downtime Goes Downhill project across all three bikes and I can confirm that we are one have done it again. Impact strength is up an incredible 32% meaning they're even more robust than before yet they've managed to keep that winning we are one ride feel. The team have been giving the wheels a hammer in over the last few months and we've got no issues to report. For the month of August, We Are One are generously offering downtime listeners 15% off all wheel sets, rims and their depackaged bar and stem. So whether you want their new convergence wheels, their still incredible revolution wheels or their depackaged bar and stem, now is your time. You can get 15% off until the end of August 2023 by using the code DOWNTIMEAUGUST2023 at weareonecomposites.com. That's downtime with a capital D, no space, then August with a capital A, no space, followed by the number 2023 at weareonecomposites.com. Please note you must enter this code at the very final stage of the checkout process on the confirm order page. If you're enjoying the podcast, then there's a few things you can do. First and foremost, share the podcast. Maybe that's telling your friends about the show, recommending a specific episode to them that you think they're going to like, or sharing the episodes on your social media. If you find the podcast provides you with a bit of value, maybe you've learned something that's helped you with your riding or your fitness, maybe it's got you stoked to go riding or to come back from an injury, or maybe it's just a little something to pass the time when you can't be riding your bike, then it would be awesome if you're able to do a little something in return to help the podcast continue and improve by setting up a small regular donation via my Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash downtime podcast. A big thank you to Brian Still, Ty Nguyen and Duncan Somerville who joined that list of lovely Patreons this week. Also, if you want to represent the podcast and there's downtime t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. If you want a little bit more downtime in your life, then you can join my newsletter where I'll provide you with a bit of behind the scenes info on the podcast, interesting bits and pieces from around the mountain bike world, some mini reviews of products that I've been using and like, partner offers and more. You can do that over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Otherwise, don't forget to follow the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. You can do that by hitting that button in your podcast app right now, or there's buttons for all the major platforms over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. Don't forget, you can either listen to today's episode right here, or if you prefer to watch it, you can now do that over on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash at downtimepodcast. All the links for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. All right, we've heard from sports psychologists and professional coaches before on the podcast, and there's a lot to learn from them. Kieran King, however, has taken a slightly different approach to optimising performance by following a more business-style approach with his high-performance coaching. In this episode, we talk about the work that Kieran has done with me to help me improve my own riding and life in general. Kieran shares lots of actionable tips to help everyone be more confident, happy, focused and productive, and ultimately to ride better as a result. So, without further ado, here's... Karen King.
Kieran King, welcome to the Downtime Podcast, man. We've sat and uh, chatted a lot online through the the work we've been doing together, which we'll talk about in a bit. But this is the first time we've met in person, so yeah, it's nice to it's nice to see you face to face. Yeah, it's really cool. And it was so weird just hearing you then. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here finally. Yeah. And you've been here all weekend. It's, it was the Slangothlin British Downhill this weekend, so you were exploring Flangothlin's maybe not best tracks unfortunately it was a bit of a washout weekend with the weather right? it was a bit of a washout weekend yeah so Saturday I think I got four runs or three runs in whoa some I don't know why but there's massive queues up top yeah don't really understand why but yeah then the weather came in on Saturday so that kind of cancelled because we had practice in the morning when we have seeding so our seeding got cancelled which is a bit of a shame but understandable because it was pretty bad yeah, weather some lightning coming some down big pretty lightning. close yeah and apparently i was saying we could see trees smoking nearby wow yeah so i bet <laughs> the marshals are scared yeah that's fair yeah yeah i saw some i came over to the race on sunday and uh yeah saw a couple of bolts land pretty close mm. to where everything was going on so yeah for the best yeah yeah cool well let's before we get stuck into like the high performance coaching side of things which is which is super interesting and a bit different um just give us a little bit of background like how did you get into mountain biking in the first place uh so i got into mountain biking i guess when i was kind of seven ish okay well, basically i learned to ride a bike when i was seven did you for some reason i just didn't want to ride a bike when i was younger which is really weird because my brothers loved it yeah they used to race bmx okay but i just thought i'd go around a bmx track on a on a scooter instead fair play <laughs> <laughs> so it took me ages to get into mount into biking yeah and then yeah when i learned how to ride a bike we went to new forest okay for a holiday and basically took our bikes and we were just riding around little trails which wasn't mountain bike well it wasn't mountain bike trails but basically mountain biking yeah and my oldest brother he absolutely loved it and so did we all and then he found in a garage on my home mountain bike magazine. Ah, uh, nice. MB, MB UK. Yeah, yeah, class. And he was just addicted to it. And because <laughs> I was his little brother, I just like wanted to do what he was doing. So yeah. we went to Canic Chase with my family. Yeah. Mountain biking, like all of us. And it was the sickest day ever. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Amazing. So tired. I can't remember what bike I was on. But that time, that's when like brothers had saracens and okay before saracen became good yeah and yeah i have no idea what bike i was on <laughs> but yeah that was it so when we started riding at canic chase learning how to mountain bike doing cross country trails yeah just uh yeah loving it and uh yeah then that's yeah just did that for a few years and then for some reason my mum decided that i was able to book a holiday uh-huh so she said go book a holiday so okay so I decided to go to Leger. Nice. And was, is this for the like for the family? You took this yeah, holiday? for the family. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah, my mum and my two brothers. Yeah. So the four of us, and I think it was like twelve, maybe twelve or thirteen. Yeah. So we went to Leger, and oh my god, like it's <laughs> it was an absolute dream. And that was the first time riding downhill. Okay. And I rented a Common Cell Supreme. I did like a twenty-four inch one. Yeah, nice. Coolest bike ever. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. And then uh, my mum let me or booked me on for a coaching day. Okay. With I don't know his name, but he either he looked very similar to like Damien Spangoli. Spangoli. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think he was, but he was a very very good French rider. Yeah. And yeah, that day was just awesome because I wasn't very good, and he just made me so much faster. 
And then in the afternoon, I went to ride with my brothers. And I was just like almost keeping up with him. <laughs> so good. Amazing. So you saw the benefit of coaching pretty early in your life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It really helped. And we went home. My brother, Steph, he bought a Marin Quake. Yeah. And then he rode that. And I was just on my hardtail still for a bit. And then he went to a season and I basically took his map, his downhill bike. <laughs> and do you remember a Marin Quake? Yeah. 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 The little linkage. Yeah. And it was so heavy. And I was too small for it. So I rode that twice. And I was like, oh, I'll do a nano race because. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a downhill bike. That's what you do. Yeah. I, I really liked, liked the thought of racing. I was, really liked sport and being competitive. So I thought I'd go racing. And first race, I was looking at my results earlier. I got 26th out of 28th. Okay. At a mini downhill. Yeah. And I was like 32 seconds off whoa the win. big margin on short track right yeah the track yeah. was like one minute 20 and yeah. i did like a one minute 52 something yeah but uh yeah for some reason i was still hooked <laughs> and next few years i just didn't really improve at all i kept on just yeah being pretty slow but uh-huh. just loving it and then went back to leger yeah and that was yeah yeah i went back to leger and then race after, I got third at Pierce. No way. That's a huge step up. Yeah, huge step up. Yeah. That's, what yeah. category were you, were you in youth or junior? Or? Junior vial. Yeah. So 12 to 14. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or 13 to 14. 13 to 14. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a weird weekend because I remember like my first run, I had this massive crash because <laughs> I had this earache and it felt really weird. But then luckily because I had loads of bike time, Yeah. I just got third and it was like, wow, that was awesome. So I was like, oh, sick. I'm actually quite good at this now. <laughs> yeah. I've improved overnight. <laughs> I've improved loads. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the next year, first race of season, got, yeah, got fifth, I think. Uh-huh. That was the first time riding clips. And okay. that felt amazing. Yeah. And then I had a massive crash, which my mum got a pretty funny video of, because basically at Foster Dean, you come onto like fire roads quite fast and it gets yeah. quite steep. Yeah. And basically, I was actually riding so good. I was pretty stoked with it. But I just had this massive crash. I tucked my front wheel and just got catapulted onto fire road. Oh, man. But Straight luck- to flat. Well, yeah. luckily, it was like a little downslip just before. And I just caught that. And so luckily, I just bruised myself. But yeah, that took a big whack of my confidence down. Mm-hmm. So then I was back to basically kind of square one. I was okay. bad again for a little bit. Yeah, And then... Yeah, I think I was pretty much bad for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you've worked your way up now into the elite ranks, right? Yeah, yeah, into so elite ranks. You've come ranks. a long way from, yeah, from the back of the field at a young age, yeah. up a bit, back to the back of the field, mm. and then, like, gro- yeah, grown your way, I guess, yeah. up the field. like Yeah, it's been a gradual growth, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and kind of what helped me, every time I got better was because I went away. So when I was old enough, I... Decided to move to Canada. Uh-huh. That's where my brother lives. Okay. A lucky guy. Yeah. And uh, I lived in Whistler for like three months, I think. And obviously, I just made my racing so much better, my riding, yeah. having a great time. And then got back, went to New Zealand. Awesome. <laughs> that was, but sadly, I hurt myself. So I wasn't, didn't ride as much as I liked to. But came back. Yeah. Started racing good. And that's when I moved up to Expert. Mm-hmm. I had like two years in Expert. And then got moved up to Elite. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and just been 
elite's hard <laughs> <laughs> no way yeah of course yeah it's a, it's a stacked field right any race in the uk yeah yeah so yeah luckily just been working my way through that lately hasn't been going too well due to injury but uh yeah you've had a concussion fairly recently and a few biggies right yeah yeah so i've had a concussion since riola yeah so i just raced this weekend and it was a bit of a nightmare because last weekend i went riding at duffy my last run my symptoms came back. Okay. And they'd been, you'd been pretty good for a little while, right? You'd had a few weeks of feeling pretty normal again. Yeah. So what I was doing, British Cycling has this protocol, well, most sports have the same protocol that you just work your way up. So you first will do like a light workout. Yeah. No symptoms, all good. And you yeah. move up to each, each stage. And that, I was at the last stage of going to ride downhill. So I was at riding trail bikes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously downhill is just so intense. Yeah, it's, a, it's another kettle of fish in it on top of a trail bike ride. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, brought back symptoms. So, oh, no. And then just went back home, relaxed, tried to do everything I could to help myself. But also had a bit of a head cold, mm-hmm. which basically was like kind of masking it. Yeah, yeah. Or making me think it was symptoms. Yeah. So I came to this race literally having no idea if I could ride or not. Yeah. Because I had these head cold symptoms so each one was just literally oh am i feeling <laughs> am i okay oh yeah okay not too bad um yeah and and sadly didn't get much riding at all so i really needed more t- bike time to get yeah. into my racing to my yeah. riding so when it came to my actual race run i was like oh i'm not going far <laughs> uh but luckily well, i didn't do a good race run at all i didn't <coughs> go fast like my results aren't very really good but Considering how I was riding, my race one was really good. Okay. It was like, oh, I'm feeling like myself again. Yeah, that's a massive relief, right? Because it's yeah. been a good few months that you've been struggling with this concussion, right? It's not been an easy one. No, not been an easy one. So that was like, sweet. Can't wait for my race run now. So that yeah. was my seeding run. Then when the thunderstorms came, yeah. and it got cancelled. It was a bit of a shame. But also, I'm healthy, so now I can... Uh, get practicing and yeah. get ready for national champs and then the rest of the season. Good stuff, man. Yeah, it's good that you're back on form. So we're here to talk about like high performance coaching and your yeah. view on that. How did you discover high performance coaching in the first place? So I discovered it, as you heard, like when I was younger, I struggled mentally, uh-huh. mindset that held me back massively. Like that one crash literally affected years and years. And, um, uh, so I knew it was a bit of a weakness for mine and then discovered that was a, well, my mum mentioned a hypnotherapist near where okay. I lived. Yeah. Uh, who turned out, actually, he was trained to be a high performance coach at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I went to see him. And he just blew me away. <laughs> it was so, so interesting and it helped me massively just from one session. <clears throat> he, t- he gave me those things to do. So I went away, read some books, just applied everything he taught me. And I was just feeling the best I've ever felt. Okay. I was so much more confident, happy, more energized. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, this is cool. This is something I'm really interested in. And I think that that, that was in 2019. So when I, I mean, I went to the first race and I was being a bit injured, so I didn't get much riding in, so I wasn't prepared. Yeah. And then the first race, uh, yeah, well, practice wasn't i didn't feel that fast and then just for my race run i decided to slam my hand in the door oh man i was like this is not good luckily i could ride so i got to the top and i was just going through everything he taught me and 
I was at the top, I was like, this is the best I've ever felt for a race run. Yeah. This is sick. Despite things not going your way in the lead up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. This is literally because of my mindset. Yeah. My mental approach to it. Yeah. Awesome. And then I got fourth, yeah. my first elite race at a Pierce race. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. And then I saw him again. He worked on a few more things. And uh, yeah, then my, yeah, I can't quite remember how my season went, but I'm sure it went pretty well. Yeah. Got better and better. And then the next year, he set up his high performance coaching. And then I was a part of his group coaching. Okay. Yeah. Which was really, really good because obviously he was coaching us, but also I was working with uh, like business people, athletes and all sorts. And mm-hmm learned so much from them and basically yeah applied everything he was telling me and since then as you can see my results have just gotten better yeah i've gotten happier more confident more energized and it's just been yeah mind-blowing it's been reading more and more about it become like a big passion of mine basically yeah nice so what made you decide to try and like combine i guess two of your passions like the high performance coaching side of things and the mountain biking side of things because that's the sort of service that you've pulled together with with peaking right yeah yeah so the reason i decided it because i knew how important it was and i could see no one was really doing it and i knew how much it helped me <laughs> and also my coach he was like kind of encouraging me he's like come on you can do it because it was a bit of an idea of mine yeah and i was like yeah let's do it but i was thinking well, i'm pretty young i can't do this just yet <laughs> But then obviously you had a word myself and uh, I was in Germany racing and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I was booked on uh, to do my certification. Yeah. Booked it. And I was like, oh, I'm off. I just got to go for it. I did not feel prepared one bit. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just got to go for it. So yeah, I did that and then did my training, my specialized training, a certification and then became certified. And then I was like, okay, now I need to set up my own company. Yeah. I need to, you know, learn all this, all these courses, all these sessions. And then I also need to apply it to mountain biking. And that's when I've had to really, you know, work on myself and see how I can apply these sessions to mountain biking so then other riders can get a real benefit out of it. Yeah, definitely. And you're working with a few... Uh up and coming stars of the future right you've got a couple of interesting riders on the book yeah, so yeah. are you able to give any names of people you're working with yeah 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 so i've got some really cool athletes i'm working with so i've got amy Canyon from oh, yeah. bike racing nice yeah yeah so it was really interesting working with amy because when i started working with her it was last end of last year when she had a concussion yeah so that's when we kind of rather than looking at her racing so much we looked at okay let's look at your life let's yeah. see how you can because she couldn't race she couldn't ride mm-hmm. so yeah we worked on quite a lot of things on how she can be more energized and how she can be more productive and basically start feeling like herself again yeah nice which was quite hard because obviously she had a concussion so yeah it was hard to kind of manage that but luckily i've had quite a few concussions <laughs> so I, I understood yeah and uh yeah, it's great to see because by the end of the sessions we I done with her, she was so so much better. Like, yeah, I was just getting so much more done. She was like, I'm waking up this time, doing this, doing that. I nice. feel so much happier. Always start, always things. Yeah, it's really good. And then once we done those sessions, I, mean, I was like, okay, let's do the mountain bike sessions. Okay. Let's get you ready for racing. Yeah, and that's been really exciting because well, she's got some pretty amazing goals and yeah, got a lot of potential and. It's been really, really 
yeah cool help working with her has. definitely yeah one of the uh one of the top riders in the world like working her way up the field so mm, yeah yep. it's an exciting one to be be partnered up with i guess yeah yeah it's so cool like when you say what your goals this season i mean she says to me like wow like <laughs> how cool are those goals yeah yeah it's pretty special nice uh, and at the at the lower end of the spectrum there's me and uh, <laughs> you got in touch earlier in the year and um offered me the opportunity to do some coaching with you which i, I really appreciate and i i said to you i was quite open i guess that i was a little bit skeptical about it right mm-hmm. you see these like high performance coaching yeah. really know much about that qualification i didn't really understand it um but yeah i was like well let's have a chat and we'll see and i yeah i really liked your like your manner and your approach and what you were setting out to do so we said right all right we'll give it a go um and it's been a super interesting process i think we did six or seven we did seven seven we did, yeah, yeah seven hour and a half sessions over the period of a few months um and what I guess, I mean, we can't go through everything we've done because there's mm-hmm. a lot in there and we've not got that much time, but we'll try and go through um, some of what I see as the highlights of things that have helped me the most. Before we do that, I guess it's worth saying like you're not a sports psychologist. No. You're someone who's really good on a bike and understands what it takes to ride a bike fast. Um, and you've sort of paired that knowledge with what I guess most people will see as like, almost it's almost like a business it's associated with business right high performance is associated with like business leaders and and things like that is that fair yeah yeah i don't think it's exclusive to that but that's sort of how it's seen i think yeah yeah a little bit it was it's more like yeah about personal development about you being your best self about reaching high performance in your life but while maintaining your well-being and relationships along the way yeah so obviously like you see a lot say like a businessman who's very good at this job but then just neglects his health or neglects his family and that's yeah. not high performing it's high achieving because you're achieving you know at work but you're not yeah. performing in all areas of your life and yeah yeah you know at the end of the day he's just not gonna be very happy himself or yeah have the best of life so you know you look at everything you don't, don't just look at so like the racing it's not just about performing your best at a race it's also performing best in your training best at home in your personal life yeah all these kind of things. Yeah, it's a much more rounded approach, I guess, which yeah. is it's nice, right? Ultimately, it looks for helping you be the best person you can on every minute of every day, which is, yeah. is a nice way to look at things. And I think, like, before we even go into some of the stuff that we did together, like the techniques and some of the tools and stuff, the first big win for me was that you created some accountability for me. So, like, I think it was in the first call we had and we talked a little bit about meditation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I've sort of tried and I've like failed to do it consistently. And and you're like, do you think you can do it for 30 days? <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't see any reason why not. And you're like, all right, do it for 30 days then. And we'll like, I'll keep a check on you and we'll yeah. see, you know, I'll, I'll keep you accountable to that. And it what I like, there definitely are days where I would have skipped it. Mm. And just the fact that knowing that like, oh, I'm going to speak to Kieran in like a week and he's going to ask me. Yeah was enough to like make me go actually no i will just go and do that like uh, yeah i'm a bit busy but i'll go and find five minutes or ten minutes or whatever to do this meditation and so i think that's worth like just anyone that's thinking about trying to do something like finding an accountability and it doesn't have to mean you don't have to go and spend money with someone to do that you could just be like Mm. to your parents or to your friends like i'm gonna do this can you just make like check up on me every week yeah. or whatever like it's a super powerful technique eh, to make things happen no yeah definitely yeah yeah you raise like your necessity so 
there's also like big perk of a job that <laughs> I can go, yeah, give you a 30 day challenge, shall yeah. we? And people always like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get them to do it. I mean, you're like, sick, how do you feel after it? I mean, like, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. But yeah, you don't, obviously that's a perk. That's what's great about having a coach is that you can, they help coach you. Yeah. Give you that accountability. But like, yeah, like we were saying, you can just tell your friends, tell your family, you know, and I always speak about that goals, like tell your friends, your family, your goals. Cause yeah. then first of all, it makes it become true. You're like, oh, wow. You know, I want to race a world cup. You tell your friends, your family, like, oh, this comes become a bit more real. Yeah. And also then here's a bit of accountability because you're like, okay, now I need to work towards it. And also that family member or that friend, it might really help you. Yeah. So they know what you're trying to achieve. So they'll be willing to help you, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so goal setting, I think, was probably the first session that we kind of worked through, really. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that's a really important part of the process, right? You can't. I don't think you can skip that one. Like you can't work towards something if you don't know what that something is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why we start with it. <laughs> yeah. And how, so how did we go about like, just talk us through like how people can think through the process and work out what it is they want to achieve. Cause not everyone, if you say, what are your goals? Not everyone straight away going to come back with, with answers. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. A lot of people don't know their goals and even people who do set goals, they really need to reflect on them. Yeah. Or like look at them every day. If every day you know what your goal is, you're like, okay, that's what I'm going to try and achieve today. That's really, really powerful. And yeah, like a few little tips. Just I said like, okay, so what do I want to achieve? When you ask yourself that question, okay, what do I want to achieve? I want to achieve, say, racing at a World Cup or getting a top five or being happier. That is my goal. Yeah. So why why is that your goal? I mean, you add a bit of meaning. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you add a bit of meaning, you've got a reason to go do it. Yeah. And that's so, so important to find out your why. And everyone has that. They just maybe can't articulate it, right? It's not like, mm. you, it's not like you, you haven't got a why because you're getting up and you are doing something every day. And there has to be a reason for it. But trying to work out what that is and remind yourself of it regularly is, yeah. is super valuable, I think. Like it gives you the the energy and the drive to keep moving towards something and to deal with stuff when it gets harder or trickier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Understanding your why is so important. So like if you struggle to go to the gym, oh, I don't want to go to the gym today. I mean, just go, well, why do I want to go to the gym? You know, oh yeah. Cause I want to get better at riding my bike. I want to get stronger. I want to get fitter. And this is going to really work towards my end goal. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you say that to yourself, you're like, oh yeah, I okay. know exactly why I want to go to the gym. Yeah bit more motivated you have a reason why you need to go yeah and then you'll go do it definitely yeah so goal setting is pretty important but, and also i guess keeping those goals like within reach achievable like mm. there's no point like 11 year old me you know just swung my leg over a mountain bike for the first time and having to go i'm going to go to a world cup like it's a nice aspiration but it's mm. not really a, an, a sensible goal i think like the goal needs to be something that you can actually tangibly work towards over a relatively sensible period of time is that fair yeah yeah, definitely yeah so we often set like a three months goal a three month goal Uh a three three months three goals (laughs) in three months okay that you want to achieve because obviously that's actionable it's only in 12 weeks away yeah and obviously they're not going to be the biggest of goals and you need to have goals that are achievable yeah so uh yeah obviously big goals are great to have them in the future but you need goals on the way so like stepping stones yeah and they build confidence because you have that one big goal 
it's going to be a long journey to get there. So yeah. you need these little goals yes. that we get there. You need those wins. Those you need to be able wins. to say like, yeah, okay, I did that in three months. I got from here to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, most important things when you have those wins is to celebrate them. Okay. A lot of people don't celebrate their <laughs> wins. Yeah, you need to be really kind to yourself, really yeah, nice to yourself, really cheer yourself on. Yeah. You do need to be the biggest cheerleader because like when working with you, you tell me, oh, I've done this today. I'm like, that's sick. Well done. Yeah. But like, and obviously that's nice for you, but I still don't know exactly what you've gone through. Yeah, true. Or yeah. even like your partner, who yeah. knows you the best. She still doesn't know exactly what you go through. Only you know what yeah. you go through. So that's why it's so important for you to cheer yourself on because you know those mental things you were struggling with or anything you were struggling with, you know how hard it was. Yeah. So if you cheer yourself on, if you're kind to yourself, celebrate your own wins, it's yeah. going to really help. It's, it's super easy to miss that though, isn't it? Like, mm. I think so many, well, you know, we've worked together and it's like, say it's great when you're there going, oh, nice one. That's really cool. Yeah. But like actually just doing that to yourself, like we finished, what was it? About six weeks ago, we did the last session and I definitely don't naturally remember to like give myself that reward and that pat on the back that you were kind of doing for me in those mm. Monday afternoon sessions. So it is something that I have to work at, like to remember to yeah. give myself a little bit of respect and, and some <laughs> props for stuff that I have done that's been good. So Yeah, definitely. Well, like I'm the same, like I'm definitely way better than I used to be at it, but sometimes I still forget because we are our harshest critic. And also, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that normal. Like, you're allowed to cheer yourself on. It seems a bit <laughs> aggro just seems a bit weird doesn't it when you cheer yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. on yeah i know what you mean uh but yeah it's definitely a, a habit we all need to develop yeah and obviously it will take time like it's a process yeah but it's okay it is okay to yeah. be nice to yourself 100 percent. yeah it feels great <laughs> yeah yeah it does it's weird how we're like with je- most people i think are, gen- are nice to other people and then quite horrible to themselves mm. you yeah. see it a lot so you literally gotta talk to yourself like you would your best friend yeah you know, if your best friend's trying to do a jump, you know, well, some of you might be, but you're not going to be like, <laughs> you're not going to do it, you're rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're gonna, Come on, mate, you can do it. Yeah. It's that positive self-talk. And yeah, it's so, so powerful. Definitely. So we'll move on from goals a bit. And like, I think we did this in the second session and I almost forgot we'd done it. <laughs> and then it, it came up again later on and I used the same words and you were like well, if you look back to session two you'll find that those were the words you gave me then <laughs> so we put together like three words that for me were like performance words like yeah what three words describe the best version of me when I'm riding a bike um and we can talk about those words in a bit maybe but can you just give people a bit of a, an idea like how they might find their own version of those three words because it wasn't just like here Chris give me three words was it there was like some work there to like help me get to those those three words which have definitely rung true like throughout the whole process yeah yeah so we yeah well like in that session we kind of work out what you're good at where you're feeling happy and it kind of all starts building up to these ones at the end and in the session we do a bit of breath work yeah and then it goes into some visualization and you start helping you visualize you riding at your best and how it felt. Yeah. And all these emotions start coming up in your head and you start visualizing yourself riding your best. And you start getting that, that mood. And I asked you, what's your three words that describe you at your best when yeah. you're riding? 
and three words will pop up in your head. And those three words you know, describe you at your best when yeah. you're riding. Yeah. And they are the most powerful thing I've, what well, I found in high performance. Mm -hmm. I refer to my clarity words every day. Yeah. Before the session, I refer to my clarity words. And in the session, like Chris just talking about the performance words, which is, yeah, specific to racing. We also have your clarity words for your best self. So yeah. that's how you treat yourself every day in day-to-day -day life and also your social words. So yeah. how you treat others. Yes. Yeah. We had those three, those three sets of three yeah. words, basically. But it was the, yeah. I mean, they're all very useful and relevant, but it was the riding ones that I, see, I definitely remember we sort of came back to without me really remembering yeah, that yeah. that's what we'd written down. And now they have become a bit more embedded now that I've realized kind of how um well they were already embedded because i could get to them mm -hmm. every time but i could never remember that we'd written them down it's kind of weird so we ended up with confident relaxed and happy yeah were like the three things for me personally that like help me ride a bike well when i'm feeling those three things and I, those probably resonate with quite a lot of people i'm sure that's not you know it's not a bad list for anyone but no, no. encourage people to try and find their own as well um and then we did we use those words and i think we worked quite a lot over the remaining sessions on like techniques and tools to help me feel that way more often when I ride a bike because it's definitely I felt like it was a rare sweet spot that I felt <laughs> those three and things were going super well and it was more often that those things weren't present and uh, riding wasn't going so well for me certainly at the time we started like I'd had I'd moved here the riding's a lot steeper a lot more gnarly than like what I was used to yeah I'd been out and crashed pretty heavily on the first ride in the valley <laughs> and it it properly set me back. Like it really, it had kept me off a bike for a while, not because I was injured, but just because I wasn't like yeah. that excited to go out and I was a bit nervous of it. And yeah, it's definitely been interesting working through that. Um, so yeah, maybe if we start with like the confidence side of things. Um, and I think one of the things that we did through this that I've talked about a little bit on the, the downhill uh, project that we've been doing is like a, is a ride journal. Yeah. Um, which has been like a really interesting tool. Do you want to talk a bit about that and your thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I set Chris the challenge to journal every morning and every evening and then just for his day to day life, but also for his racing, for his riding and racing, because it's so, so powerful when you're in the morning, you set your intentions for the day. It's like, how do I want to feel today? Or how do I want to feel when I go riding? Yeah. And, you know, your clarity words will probably come up. Okay, I want to feel happy. I want to feel confident. I want to feel... Relaxed. Relaxed, that's it. And, you know, as soon as you set that intention, okay, that's what I want to do. You know, it's on your mind. That's what I'm going to go for when I go for a ride. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so on that ride, you'll be thinking, okay... I need to be my relaxed best self. Yeah. I need to be confident. Okay, how do I find confidence? Okay, I reflect back on all the cool things that I've done. Yeah. How do I want to be, how can I be happy? Oh yeah, stop moaning. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Let's have fun. Let's see all the cool things that I'm doing right now. Yeah. Let's try and find the positives, try and get excited about my ride. Yeah. And all these things, yeah. Yeah, we did. There was a really useful piece in there. We talked a bit in one of the sessions about like I'll often get to the bottom of a run and the first thing I'd do would be like, well, that didn't go very well. That didn't go very well. I messed that up. And you were like, well, let's kind of flip that on yeah. its head. Let's get to the bottom of the run and think about 
what you did do well because mm-hmm. that's really like what's going to help you here and actually knowing so i i created my own sort of riding based journal with a like every time i went riding i'd set some intentions for the ride and it varied depending on what i was up yeah. to but i always knew that when i came back from the ride i was going to have to write down three things that i'd done particularly well on that day and that really helped me personally like while I was out on the ride, remember to reflect mm-hmm. on what I was doing well because I knew I'd have to write it down when I got home. And that was super powerful because you do, like you get to the bottom of the run and you're like, oh, sick, those really steep turns. Like I really committed to them that time. Like yeah. I pushed in and I was off the brakes and that felt really good. And then you just get a bit more like stoked and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, sweet, let's go again. And then we're like, let's go a bit harder or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it totally changes your mindset. And I right, because yeah, no doubt, like I made mistakes, like I'd have overshot a turn or like you know overbraked or whatever but and but i just sort of forgot about that because mm-hmm. ultimately it doesn't really matter does it it's the, we ride to enjoy ourselves most of the time so it's yeah, the, yeah. it's the bits that were good that we should be like taking away with us yeah yeah for sure and yeah so i noticed for a lot of riders and myself that after a run it'd always be negative because you always find the uh, mistakes and that's what we focus on first and <clears throat> like i realized it wasn't productive wasn't helpful yeah because i was just making myself feel bad and i was totally forgetting about all the good things i've done i was like okay let's try and make this productive let's try and make this actually going to help me so i started saying okay three things i did well on that run uh, i actually i nailed that corner did that jump good yeah i my braking was really good in the whole trail and like, okay let's focus on what i did didn't do very well okay yeah I did screw up those corners. But because I focus on the positives, all of a sudden I feel a bit more confident. Yeah. I'm in a good mindset. So then I can apply a growth mindset to those negatives. Yeah. And I okay. can grow from them. Because yeah, if yeah. you focus on those negatives first, you'll you realise you don't really learn from them. You just moan about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, why did I do make that mistake? And you just like, it doesn't go anywhere. It yeah. just makes you feel, feel worse. Yeah. So yeah, developing this habit, yeah, I found it really helpful and yeah, taught it to you and teach it to my other athletes and they're finding it really beneficial. Yeah. And like you said, with your journaling, you have your three positives of the day of the ride. And the reason that works really well for you, because we discovered that you're very analytical Yeah. and that really helps with your confidence. Yeah. So like, okay. So let's apply that to areas you're not feeling so confident in. So, you know, you reflect on your past ride every time now don't you yeah yeah and having that like i'm also quite evidence-based yeah because we talked about like how can you get more confident in your ability like how can you start to believe that you do know how to ride a bike Mm -hmm. and i was like well i don't think i can just talk myself into that like i need to create some evidence and that journal has become like that form of evidence for me because i can look back and be like oh yeah i did that that ride that was really good or i did this or hit that feature or whatever and it's definitely um yeah, it's changed my. I don't, I'm not, I always feel that like the term growth mindset sounds really cheesy, but I completely understand why <laughs> it's a phrase that makes sense. Because it is like, I do feel like I'm approaching riding now, like more wanting to grow and improve mm. than like almost suffering my inner monologue of yeah. like, we did that bad or whatever. Like, I'm kind of going out hungry with like, okay, well, we got that done last time. Like, what should we go and try and do this time? Like, and that's been super good fun. Definitely, yeah. like, definitely helps. Yeah, how much enjoyable is it? If you're after a ride, you go, oh, I did this, did that well. 
okay, so what can I do better next time? Yeah. Rather than going, that was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I rubbish at those corners? Yeah. And you go up to the next run, you make the same mistake because you haven't learned from that mistake because you just reflected on it negatively. And it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, remember, we ride because we enjoy it. So let's focus on that. Yeah, 100%. And then along with that, we we talked a little bit about um, like reframing risk, I guess. Like I have this, I've had some bad injuries in mm-hmm. the past, some pretty big breaks. And um, that definitely is something that doesn't always play on my mind, but it often plays on my mind when I'm going riding, certainly on the first run in a new place. Yeah. I'm always kind of like, I don't really want to get hurt here. Um and that doesn't doesn't help your confidence. It's not really <laughs> no. a great way to start a run on a track you've never ridden before. So we yeah we talked a bit about like yeah reframing risk and looking at the realities of riding and stuff. Is mm-hmm. that something you want to sort of talk a little bit about? Yeah. So like you were saying, you were focusing on going up on the uplift, and the first run you're always focusing on. Oh, I don't want to crash. I don't want to hurt myself. And obviously, downhill is dangerous. That's going to come yeah. up. But it, like throughout the whole sessions you kind of learn that you're in control of your own mind of your own mindset and your own thoughts and it's just about acknowledging that okay i'm nervous about this rather than letting it go off and become more and more of a problem yeah you can stop it you're like, okay well that thought doesn't serve me it is dangerous if i focus on it that's just not going to help me is it i'm going boy i'm going to crash yeah so you I ride to... stiff you make mistakes yeah. Like, yeah so okay so let's have a thought that actually does serve me so you start focusing on the things that, you know, you want to do. Okay, I actually want to feel confident today. Or I want to have, you know, what you did in your journal. Like, okay, actually I want to get five runs in today. Or I want to get that jump ticked off. Or I want to just ride free. I want to ride with confidence today. Yeah. And start focusing on the things you want to do. And start focusing on the positives, the things that are going to help you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps a lot. And that, I think that like all that moves into like this relaxed thing. So one of the words that I used to describe me riding well was relaxed. Like I'm not mm-hmm. tight. I'm not yeah. like stressed on the bike. I'm just kind of present, but like kind of loose. Um, I think part of that is a byproduct of confidence. Like if you mm-hmm. feel confident, yeah, you tend sure. to relax a bit more. So the two link in that respect, but we, one of the things we put in place, which I think helps on the relaxation side of things was a trigger like, at the start of a run basically so we said like when you press the dropper remote to drop the saddle at the start of the run like that's your trigger to think about like okay let's slow the breathing down let's mm-hmm. take a few deep breaths let's just have a little look around and like appreciate where we are and you know what we're doing and how much fun this is and that's definitely again it's just like it's just a, it's just a reminder i think like to yeah. uh, to drop into a run with a different state of mind because it's very easy to be at the top and be like I'm worried about this little section or, you know, you know, there's a feature coming up that's particularly challenging or whatever it happens to be. And it's just like, it takes away from the enjoyment. It takes away mm-hmm. from your ability to ride. Well, it probably adds risk as well. Like yeah. you're riding with a focus on something else. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, having that little trigger, I think was pretty helpful. Is that something that you work with quite a lot of people on that side of. Yeah. Yeah. Things? So triggers are so important. And they're really cool because they're basically things that trigger your brain to think in a certain way. Yeah. So with mountain biking, like you had, we discovered a cool little trigger for you is dropping your seat post because that's kind of, uh, refers to that feeling of just dropping all negative thoughts. Yeah. And like releasing from those negative thoughts. So like <clears throat> other triggers could be putting your goggles on. 
that's a cool one because you put those goggles on it's like okay race time or it's like okay it's be my best self now and or it could be putting your drop post up as you got as you're climbing or it could be just looking doing something with your hands like doing a little a little habit with your hands rolling backwards and forwards or be clipping in clipping in okay I want to be my best self now, my, yeah. my right mindset, what I want to focus on. Or doing your helmet up. Basically, like anyone can have a trigger that works for them. Yeah. It could be something really random, but if it works for you, go for it. Yeah. Nice. And then the last one for me was happy. Like I, I'm happy when I'm riding mm-hmm. well because there's an enjoyment in it. And that's ultimately like why all of us got into this sport. We didn't get into it because we like being scared or no. <laughs> like getting really nervous about features we got into it because it makes us happy and we enjoy riding bikes so we've we've talked i guess over the sessions like quite a bit about how to how to improve the uh potential of enjoying ourselves right yeah and best way to do that is to be intentional with it yeah is to be like, okay how can i enjoy my run today how can i find excitement in this run and this is yeah, like a lot of people just kind of leave it up to chance. They just go into a run without really having an intention of like, okay, I want to have fun or I want to go fast. And like, I always, like when people do this, is especially when they're sectioning something. Yeah. If they're sectioning a corner, it's like, okay, I want to roost that corner as hard <laughs> as they can. And what do they do? They go up to it and just roost it as hard as they can. And they have a great time. They have that intention and they achieve it. Yeah. So why not apply that to your rest, your whole run? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, like, for you, okay, what's, how could I have, how, how can I be happy on this run? That's my intention, okay, so how can I find enjoyment on this run? And this is really important when you're not enjoying yourself, when you're not feeling like you're riding well, you're being negative, or you're not enjoying the track. Like, like what we said earlier, focusing on the positives rather than negatives. So yeah. people will ride a track and it's, oh, it's rubbish track. You know, moaning about it and once again is that serving you and you're like actually no it's not serving me at all yeah okay so how can you find enjoyment on this track or actually there's a really cool jump on that track or actually maybe if i just ride really well i will enjoy this track yeah okay so set that as your intention yeah yeah and yeah that can really help you get out that negative mindset and like what you spoke about uh the your clarity words of relaxed earlier so when you're fearful going up, you know that when you ride your best, you're relaxed. Yeah. You're not fearful. You're not stressed. So, so don't let that affect you. So you have a you know things in place to help you, and it all depends on the person. But everyone has different different little routines, little processes to help them, you know, feel more confident and to release from that stress, that fear, so they can you know be the their clarity words or just ride how they want to ride yeah definitely and it yeah like having an intention when you set off to have fun on a run is really cool because you're like thinking about maybe little jazzy lines you could take here and there or like some little i don't know bank you could shred up or Mm -hmm. like little jump you could do something goofy on or whatever and it doesn't take much and you hear i mean you hear some of the best riders in the world say they like to try and find something early in the run that they know they can like have a bit of fun on or make a bit yeah. of shape on or whatever that just gets them into a good feel for the run. So it's not just like for average riders like me. It's like, it's a technique that mm-hmm. even some of the best in the world employ to get into a run pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, I remember Charlie Hatton talking about it with you. I'm pretty sure it was with you. Mm. He was saying 
I think that's what thing he ha- found most helpful with is that he decided to start setting his tension for each run. So what can I, what do I want to get out of this run? Basically, so that, yeah, if you want to improve your mountain biking, okay, on this run, I want to improve my braking. So that's your intention. I'm going to focus on braking. And that's my focus. So you go on that intention, okay, I'm just going to work on my braking. And if you screw up a jump, that doesn't matter because your intention's on the braking. Yeah. And then you work on that skill. But if you just go out on a ride and thinking, like a lot of people think, I just want to get better today. Yeah. It's like, obviously it's a good little goal to have. It's quite vague at the <laughs> yeah, same time. Yeah, it's very vague, yeah. And yeah, when you get clear about your goals, when you seek clarity on your goals, what skills you want to have, you can really start growing in them and start progressing them. Yeah. Yeah, you get really specific with them and you can work on them definitely man and another thing we did a bit of work on was courage mm-hmm. um which i definitely feel like i've lacked in the past um certainly over the last few years to the point where i went and rode a trail feature that scared me and i think we talked about this in the sessions and it wasn't until after i'd ridden that feature and felt that adrenaline rush of doing something that I was nervous of, I realized like literally how many years it had been since I'd ridden something that scared me. Mm. And I think, you know, that's often a question from people for like sports psychologists and all this kind of stuff. Like how do I, you know, challenge myself? How do I have the courage to push my limits? And you had like, you know, quite a nice sort of few steps to work through that of like having a process which involved like breathing or visualization or whatever some almost distraction techniques to like mm-hmm. help you kind of get back to the why moment. you're there yeah. and the present moment. And then that rationalization, like mm-hmm. what's, what could actually go wrong here? Like yeah. what's the evidence? Do I have that this is actually going to be an issue? Like mm-hmm. have I seen other people ride? Does it look okay? Like all this kind of stuff. Can you talk us through a little bit, those like yeah. steps to, to conquering some of that fear and, and riding with a bit more courage. Yeah, so like three steps. So like you said, you had your process. So you can like boss the fear. So as soon as fear comes in, you can boss it with a process. So yeah. breath work is probably the best one because when you do breath work, you relax your nervous system and then straight away your 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 fear kind of goes away a little bit. Yeah, and it can that when you say breath work, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's hippie, but actually no. there's science here, right? There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's science, the hard science behind this. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's so simple you can literally take a deep breath in now like four seconds in hold it for a little bit and just four seconds out and just like really be intentional with it and just okay when you like exhale just release those negative thoughts release and just that one breath can have such a huge impact on you yeah yeah so yeah when you notice that fear comes in you can just do a bit of breath work breathe in breathe out and like uh Amy, I remember she discovered that she naturally did that. Okay. It was on a, on a road gap to Leger. She, uh, it was cool because it's kind of become her thing now. Uh, relax and go. So yeah. it's just relax, deep breath in, and then go. And that's become her like a little mantra, little nice. go-to process. Yeah. So yeah, breath works one, or it could be visualization. So for me, I quite often... If I want to do a line or something, I find it quite natural that I will bit, like, I'll just think of negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see it go You'll wrong. You'll see it yeah. go wrong. And then I'm just like, boss it with uh, some visualization of me actually doing it right. Yeah. 
Or a funny little thing I do is when a next thought comes in, I just breathe out my nose, as in sort of breathing out that negative thought. Okay. So I go, <laughs> <laughs> and then I replace it with a positive thought. So it could be, oh, I'm going to crash on this jump. And no, I'm going to do it really well. Yeah. Because I believe in my ability and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of like the process. And then you have distract yourself. So like you said, you bring yourself back to that present moment. So you might be thinking about that line down the track and you're getting a bit fearful about it. And you're like, okay, let's just distract myself from it. Let's bring myself back to the present moment. And you can use, maybe use a bit of gratitude. Like, oh, wow, look how cool this place is I'm in. And uh, yeah, bring yourself back to that present moment. So you're not thinking about it. Or a thing you, you found worked for you was just to, rather than think about it, you distract yourself by just doing it. Yeah, yeah, just get on with it. Yeah, or just, if you're watching something, just remove yourself from it. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I've, I don't, I hate watching people ride. It scares me. <laughs> yeah, you were saying you were, if, if there's a section of track that's, like, causing issues, you don't like to stop there because you, you know you're going to see people crash on it. Yeah, yeah, so, well, sadly, I do have to stop to look, to <laughs> work up the lines. Yeah. But, yeah, I give myself a little time limit and just really try to be, neutral in my thinking so if i see when someone crash they've crashed doesn't mean i'm going to crash yeah but yeah that takes some work that's what yeah and then uh so that's distraction that's really important for performance so performance anxiety to distract yourself mm -hmm. that can really help so i remember josh bryson he would always talk about he do always just have a laugh and you see like people <laughs> Yeah, having a laugh, it just helps them distract themselves from those nerves. Yeah, you see like Amory and Thibaut doing it at the top of World Cups, yeah. like just messing about in front of the camera and stuff. Like, I'm sure part of that just helps mm -hmm. them forget what it is they've got coming up. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, And then, uh, yeah, if you've got your process, distract yourself and rationalise. And we discovered this is what you probably prefer the most because like you said, you're very, you like evidence. Mm -hmm. So you can rationalise it. So if you're scared about doing jump, you can go, well, let's look at the evidence. Yeah. Actually, I've done jumps this big or yeah. jumping bigger or I've done every jump up to size, done them well. Yeah. I was nervous back then, overcame that fear. I got stronger. I got better. Yeah. So why not? Can't I, can't I apply this to this jump? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cause so, that's a really hard thing to do because when you're watch, looking at a jump, it's very hard to be rational. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. that fear response is in. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, maybe if you're walking a track or you're riding with someone, ask someone what they think about it because you might hear their different perspective. Yeah. And if you don't have someone with you, just ask yourself, okay, so how can I look at this in a different perspective? Yeah. And then that will hopefully show you the answer. For sure, yeah. And it was cool to like, for me to overcome that, like I say, and go back and ride something that scared me, like to mm. get that buzz and that feeling and to realise that I'd missed it for yeah. so long was was cool like it was it was yeah it was good that you kind of unlocked that for me and got me back to being able to just push a little bit doesn't mean i'm taking any more risk than normal it just means i'm thinking about that risk differently to a point that enables me to actually go and execute on a few things like i'm not going crazy i'm not gonna race hard no. line you know <laughs> what i mean but it's just like yeah stuff that in my heart of hearts i knew i could ride but wasn't mm -hmm. for for various reasons i'm now doing and that's yeah. yeah, it's a really nice well, way that, to feel. That belief in your ability, because you, you rationalised it. You had this evidence to prove to yourself, I can do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, even if I can't, I'm definitely going to try. Yeah. Because I've, I've been in this kind of situation before. 
I'm sure I can work it out. Definitely, man. Yeah, so thanks for that. That was cool. Um, one of the sessions we looked at, which I think a lot of people sort of, again, associate with like in a business and work context is productivity. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it's a massive barrier for a lot of people. Like it might be stop, stopping them from riding or stopping them from training. Yeah. Like actually being productive and having a high performance approach in that can like free up time to do some more of the stuff that you love and maybe less of the stuff that you don't or at least getting the stuff you don't love done quicker. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wanted to pick up maybe on a few of the things that I thought yeah. were pretty interesting from that. Um, one of the things that was really simple, but actually quite effective was the way that you start your day. Mm-hmm. Like I will generally like get up and check email or social or whatever. And you were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're straight away. You're like at the beck and call of other people. You're responding yeah. to others instead of doing what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool thing. Like just, don't like leave that even if it's for the first half hour hour of the day like go get some stuff done that you want to get done that was really cool so so powerful yeah if you can't prioritize yourself at the start of the day you're not going to prioritize yourself the rest of the day so set that intention okay this morning i wake up i'm going to do stuff for myself i'm not going to look at my phone i'm actually going to do stuff for myself i'm going to do some good habits i'm going to have a nice breakfast nice coffee maybe do some meditation or go for a run do some exercise do or work on something I want to work on and get those things done. And straight away, you'll feel pretty damn good about yourself. Yeah, definitely. It definitely helps. Yeah, it does change the way you approach the rest of the day for sure. Mm. And then just being a bit more planned in my day as well. Like mm. I, well, we had this conversation. I felt like there were days where I didn't did it. I felt like I'd not done anything. Yeah. Like I felt like I had a really easy day, done everything I'd wanted to do, like maybe fitted in some like actual yogury flexibility stuff, which is always the thing that I end up dropping and not doing. Um, and it just came from actually planning my day and putting down, right, right, these are the things I'm going to do. These are the slots of time that I'm going to do them in. And it just seemed to make a massive difference. It's not even, it's not complicated. No, it's not so obvious, but like I never do it. And it was a real big eye opener of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably the reason why you didn't do it because you just didn't realise how important it was for you to perform your best to have a nice day and yeah like earlier i said when you understand your why you'll be more willing to go do it yeah so just simply ask yourself what do i want to achieve today like three things just three things i want to achieve today you know i must achieve these three things today and you can also ask you okay how do i want to feel today that's so important yeah imagine in the morning you go okay how do i want to feel today i want to feel happy I want to have fun. I want to feel focused. I want to be productive. Yeah. You're setting that intention and you go out to that day, that being on your mind, being on your mental dashboard. Yeah. That's how I want to be today. So, so important. And then also a good one to ask is also what could be a struggle today? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> quite often there'll be a struggle in your day. <laughs> and yeah. You yeah. And quite... you can see it coming as well. Like yeah. you generally know what's going to be the, the crux of the day, I guess. Mm. yeah so you don't know how you're going to be so when you ask yourself in the morning you'll see you're in a, a good mindset because you're you're not panicked or fearful at that time so and you ask yourself so what can be a struggle today and how can my best self deal with it yeah and you set yourself a little plan so when you get to that thing you're like oh yeah i deal with it in a calm relaxed manner yeah you, or, yeah you're expecting it and you know how you want to approach it yeah yeah and obviously you like this is a question so in my sessions, I also give them a, a race day planner or like yeah. a riding slash race day planner. And yeah, this is one of the questions. So what could be a struggle today? 
Oh, uh, so what was mine on the weekend? What could be a struggle of mine today? It was just because obviously I had my mind was a bit, my concussion was a bit unknown. Yeah. So I said, I'm just going to take it run by run. I'm going to be relaxed. I'm going to not push myself too hard. And also I'm going to think neutrally. So I'm not going to think emotionally. I'm going to think neutrally. So, uh, you know, so I give myself the best chance because it'd be so easy for me to get in that race mindset and be having a banging headache and be like, screw <laughs> yeah. it, I'm going for it. Yeah. But obviously I don't, yeah, it's dangerous because if I crash with a concussion, it's not good at all. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be sensible with all of this stuff. Another one of the things that you mentioned in that whole productivity piece was 50-minute blocks, like breaking your day down. Again, yeah. which has some science behind it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 50 minutes and then a 10-minute, well, it's up to you really, but yeah, 50-minute block and then a ten, five to 10-minute rest. Mm-hmm. So it's 50 minutes, you know, work hard, no distractions and you just go, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on doing this product I really want to do. And then as soon as that 50 minutes up, just release. So you, you do uh, release meditation and don't worry, it's not super complicated. <laughs> it's just let's use some deep breaths again on every exhale, just go release, release. And you're releasing all negative thoughts, all stress, all tension throughout your day. And then you go, okay, what's my intention now? How do I want to work for the next 50 minutes? Okay, I want to do this. I'm going to be productive and be focused. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be about work and also be about training. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to go training now. What is my intention? I'm going to train hard. I'm going to not be distracted. I'm going to put all my effort in. And then at the end of it, I'm going to be pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to give myself some uh, some loving for it. Some high fives. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, all of this stuff has been um, been super valuable. To be fair, like it's an ongoing challenge. I would say to like do all of it, Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not an overnight fix. No, not at all. And I think it relies on like a lot of work from the individual. It's not like you go to six sessions with you and it's all fixed overnight. I think you provide. The insight and the tools yeah. um, and help the person like see where some of the issues are and where some of the positives are and give ways of, of working on it. But then the, the work's really down to the individual. I think there's a lot of hours of constantly like going back to your notes, reminding yourself of the words, like mm-hmm. trying to embed some of these habits. I think that's what people should understand it's not a yeah there's no magic bullet for this stuff no it is personal development and yeah if you want to improve obviously sessions with me be really good because uh i help you discover what you need to do yeah and if you are struggling i help you know guide you a little bit but it's mostly about what you works for you because yeah what works for me doesn't always work for you so help you discover it's about decision making so i might tell you oh do this for the next 30 days or how can you action this and we were like oh yeah i could how can i actually stay this goal okay i'm going to do this and then it's about performance improvement so when you start seeing performance improvement yeah and then it's about when it turns into better living so then it's just applying it to all your life definitely and yeah when it becomes easier when you see those improvements right when you have a week where you're like well i got so much done and it felt easy or mm-hmm. like i rode and i rode really well and i really enjoyed it yeah or buzz from it like got excited about hitting stuff or whatever that makes it a lot easier 
but again then you almost get comfortable and then you start forgetting to do some of this yeah, stuff yeah. so there's this ongoing process like to and fro and i think for me anyway like mm -hmm. i definitely like i i pick up good habits i benefit from those good habits and then i forget what it was i was doing to make the good things happen and then they gradually drift away yeah yeah and so you have to keep coming back but having the notes from our sessions has definitely like helped me yeah definitely. catch back on some of that stuff yeah and you also get worksheets so you can always refer back to those worksheets or do them again or you can just contact me for more sessions or <laughs> just talk to me yeah you can always just talk to me and i can help you but yeah what i'm trying to coach is like high performance living like it's about how you can apply this to your racing to your riding all parts of your life and how you can take it on to everything it's you know it's like kind of like a way of life it's yeah 100 percent. it's not like ultimately it was focused around riding and hinges around yeah. riding for me but yeah it's way bigger than that like it's a yeah it's a way to live kind of mm -hmm. happier more effective more fulfilled i think which is yeah like surely everyone's kind of key for that <laughs> right yeah well so that's what my sessions are they're designed for mountain bikers so that's what I focus on because, you know, you want to be riding your best or you want to be performing your best at the races. So that's what the focus is. Yeah. But it's come from sessions about performing in all areas of your life. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of key aspects which just come up in all aspects of life, all aspects of sport, all aspects of business. And <clears throat> I've just applied all that to my own knowledge of racing and my own knowledge of high performance. And yeah, applied it to these six sessions nice you enjoying doing it oh it's awesome i absolutely love it <laughs> like it's so cool like when you tell me oh i've done this today i'm feeling so much better like it puts such a big smile on my face or like my other riders so like archie townsend alfie hemming will savory uh lewis carr uh, they were all at the world cups yeah and was, i was so stoked watching them like it was so cool because i've only been working with them i haven't been working with them too long but uh Oh, also Nina Cameron as well. So I've been watching them on the World Cups because they're all junior riders apart yeah. from Lewis. He's elite. And oh, so buzzed. <laughs> and it was so cool because Archie, Alfie and Will, they're all friends and they yeah. all come from Devon. Yeah. So I'm from Devon. So I know him from a local riding and my friend Jay Williamson, who's a mountain bike coach for like you know, skill development and stuff. He's coached them from like 12. Ah, uh, no, nice. So I thought it was cool, but for him, it must have been like such a special moment seeing those guys. And he did like a little video of them when they were 12, all <laughs> little young ones. And now they're absolutely flying. At a World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And Super it's, cool. yeah, really excited to see what those boys can do the rest of the season. Wicked. Nice one, man. Well, we should start wrapping up. Um, so we're going to ask you our final four questions that we've asked yeah. everyone. Um, the first of those, if our listeners had £150 to spend to improve their performance on a bike and they couldn't spend it with you and peaking oh. high performance, <laughs> uh, what would you recommend they go spend it on? Uh, I would definitely say, yeah, some sort of coaching. Okay. 100%. I yeah. found it yeah, really beneficial for my riding. Yeah. And yeah, I'm wanting to get some skills coaching again because... I can always get better. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you never even, never complete. Even right? Amri Piron can get better. Yeah. Or Greg Minard, they all can get better. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's definitely that, I think. Yeah, I think maybe. Or just, if you can't on that, just uplift bike yeah, time. Yeah, bike time. That's always something I've lacked in and just some more bike time would yeah. be good. Yeah, you'd get three days for the 150 quid. 
on the yeah somewhere like Dubby. So yeah, yeah, three days for a bit of a bit of intention. Yeah, some goals. You can go a long way. Definitely, man. All right, next one. If you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself, age sixteen, what advice would you give him? Oh, I reckon I would tell myself to probably just believe myself and uh yeah like i had a weird thing like because i wasn't very good i would always uh like my dad would be like why aren't you doing what the pros are doing and i was just how i had this weird belief it's like well because i'm not them i shouldn't be doing what they're doing right and i was i think i thought thought if i would be doing that i'd be like faking it uh-huh but in reality we're doing it for a reason it's going to make it better yeah and yeah so maybe just well maybe listen to my dad a bit more <laughs> and uh i think just yeah to have more con- understand that i'm in control of my mind i can generate the feelings i want the thoughts i want and uh i think just to try hard yeah i think i think i yeah i always been motivated but i don't think i had the clarity on what i wanted to do okay didn't have that direction that focus yeah and yeah i think just yeah, have that focus and just to try my hardest. Yeah. yeah really make the most of it. Nice. Make every day a good day. Like it. Sounds good. Mm. All right, third one. If you could have a coaching session from anyone, past or present, and you're obviously a big proponent of coaching, yeah. who would it be and what would you want to learn from them? So with high-performance stuff, uh, I would say, oh, actually, so I was... Dr. Steve Peters. Okay, yeah, British cycling. Well, yeah, it's a chip yeah. model. It's yeah. so, so impressive. And yeah, I'm learning more and more about it. And just, yeah, so, so interesting. Yeah. And then also uh, Cameron Merrifield might be. No, Cameron Northworthy. Okay. So he's uh, like a coach. He might be a professor in Flow. Uh-huh. So Flow State. Interesting. And this is something are we working on the future yeah because flow state is amazing and if you can learn to get into that flow state more often and flow state what he says it's in your life a lot more than you think it's uh-huh. about identifying it and having habits and thought processes in place to help you get into that flow state nice because if you can be in your flow state for your race on it's gonna be pretty damn good yeah it's the place to be isn't it yeah and then sorry for riding i would say Maybe Stevie Smith. Okay. He was a big idol of mine when I was younger. Yeah. Because I used to watch the film, was it, he was in Follow Me, but one before Seasons. Yeah, the Ant Hills, early Ant Hills yeah, stuff. When yeah, when his mum would drive him. Yeah. And yeah, I guess he had that passion and that drive, which maybe I was a little, well, I had that, but not, I didn't do it so much. <laughs> and yeah, his riding was just, was just awesome. Yeah. That commitment, that confidence. He's such a nice guy as well. So yeah learn that this person like has approach to racing and also his riding style is just awesome yeah definitely man we don't get that answer very often and i don't know why because stevie was a yeah an incredible rider definitely man all right last one what do you do every day that you feel benefits you Mm, i would say i seek clarity every day okay so yeah how do i want to feel today how do i want to treat others how do i want to ride today uh, what skills do I want to work on? 
what's my goals today what are my goals for the season yeah just seeking clarity how can i be my best self you know my clarity words i think that is that's what i do every day which really helps me yeah always with a positive intention yeah yeah massively just yeah. talk talk talking to myself basically <laughs> giving yourself a pep talk mm. nice one man it's been super interesting chatting it's been really cool working with you over the last few months like it's definitely made me think a lot reflect a lot it's progressed my riding and not only like my ability to ride but my enjoyment of riding which yeah was was low when we started working i was struggling mm-hmm. with it a bit and um not that i ever fell out of love with it but i definitely was struggling with my personal riding yeah and um and that's come back in a big way so that's so good yeah to massively appreciate that if people want to find out a bit more about you and what you do where should they be looking uh so for coaching it's my company's called peakin high performance and peakin is spelled p-e-a-k-i-n got it and yeah the website's just www.peakin-high-performance.com okay i'll stick links in the show notes it's nice and easy that's the same for my instagram holder okay hold instagram hold yeah all right (laughs) uh yeah peakin hat uh, dash high dash performance nice and you share lots of tips and bits and yeah, pieces yeah, on so the instagram as there's well there's loads eh? of tips and little videos little questions all on there so check that out and uh, yeah even if you don't do the coaching that will you'll find that really beneficial you will and if you want to find out more just drop me a message or visit my website obviously there's more detail on the website yeah and then obviously my own racing my name's just kieran king it's spelled c-i-a-r-a-n I think my Instagram holder is Kieran King 12. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can find out all about my racing and uh, yeah, see how I get on really. Nice one, man. Well, yeah, I hope the rest of the season goes well. I hope that concussion stays uh, away and you stay healthy for the rest of the year. I'll yeah. be keeping an eye and I'll, I'll see you at National Champs in a couple of weeks as well. We'll, we'll be oh, both awesome. be racing together. No, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully my concussion will stay away. Uh, I hope we can get some good training in from now onwards. And yeah, you'll see me. I'll be in. Yeah, if you, if anyone coming to the next race, I have a little poster board for Peking High Performance One, and also uh, my main sponsors Works. Uh-huh. So you'll see my big Works Hydroshot uh, gazebo. Nice. And if I'm in there, I'm either washing my bike or <laughs> in there. Yeah, talking about high performance. So cool. Yeah, come pop by. It'd be good to see you guys. Good stuff. Nice one, man. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting and uh yeah we'll see you out on the racetrack in a few weeks yeah awesome we'll do do some laps together good stuff cheers mate cheers all right that's it for this episode with kieran i really hope you've enjoyed it a massive thanks to we are one composites for supporting this episode we are one are generously offering downtime listeners 15 percent off all wheel sets rims and their depackaged bar and stem for the month of august so whether you want their new convergence wheels they're still very awesome revolution wheels or the depackaged bar and stem now is your chance you can get 15 percent off until the end of august 2023 by using the code downtime august 2023 at we are that's downtime with a capital d no space then august with a capital a no space followed by the number 2023 at wr1composites.com. Please note that code must be entered at the very final stage of the checkout process on the confirm order page. Also, don't forget if you want to help support the podcast, then the best way to do that is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash downtime podcast and setting up a donation. That's Patreon spelled P A T R E O N. We've also got t shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop.
Make sure you're following the podcast by hitting that button in your podcast app now or by heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. And you can also get a bit of extra downtime by signing up to our newsletter at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. We're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, get out and ride. (laughs) 